Welcome back to the Win Daily Podcast for today, July 24th, 2019. I am Scott Engel, I'm the king. I am fantasy here with our CEO and founder, Jason Mizrahi. Jason, as we get ready for a very large slate today. Three yeah, we've got three different slates here. We got, you know, an early, a midday, and a late slate. Depending on what site you're playing on, they're broken up a little bit differently. Me and Scott are going to give you like an overall approach on, on guys we like, guys we don't like, games we do like. But you got to kind of put the puzzle pieces together because we have three different slates, two different sites, or three different sites depending on where you're playing. So we'll we'll give you the guys we like, the matchups we like, and you guys got to put together depending on what slate you're playing. Make sure you focus in. Don't just spend your entire bankroll making a lineup in the bathroom, you know, at work. You know, make sure you're putting your money behind, you know, good plays. And if you can only play the late slate, you know, save your time, save your effort, do some work at work, and then go make a late game uh, lineup. So I'm ready when you are, Scott. All right, let's start with Boston and Tampa Bay. David Price at 9,100 on DraftKings, coming off a rough start at Baltimore against Charlie Morton, 10,400. The way that Morton's pitching, you can pretty much use him against anybody. Uh, Price going back to Tampa Bay, though, here. Uh, maybe kind of risky. Yeah, I see them both as good pitchers. I think this becomes a pitcher's duel. This is an in-division game. Um, this is a game that's really important for both sides. These, these teams got to win games. They're both chasing the Yankees here. I think the pitchers show up here. I think Morton and Price are pretty much neck to neck. Whoever ends up winning the game probably gets more points for you at pitching. I'm going to avoid the bats in this game and – you know, in these early slates, I think both these pitches are definitely viable. Avoid both bats. Um, feel free to play either one. If you're leaning towards, you know, the Red Sox winning a game, I would take a chance on Price. And if you think Tampa Bay is going to come out and, you know, fight, fight back, you know, I'd maybe go with Morton there. But they're both very playable. Colorado's in Washington. Not a great pitching matchup. John Gray uh, going against Eric Fetty. Uh, you know, maybe some bats in play here. Neither side I would stay for a, a stack, but, you know, maybe some select bats here, uh, you know, especially if Matt Adams is in the lineup. He's just $4,000, you know, over on, on the other side. Uh, you know, maybe you want to spend uh, 4100 on David Dahl. Yeah, this is this is a game where, you know, both these offenses, you know, aren't that good. If the game was in cores, you know, I'd maybe attack a little more. Gray has some light there. You know, there's a way for him to, to reach value here, but not a guy that I'm going to be overly aggressive on. You know, I'd maybe pick a batter too, uh, a Charlie Blackman, a David Dahl. You know, if I would lead one side, I would definitely lead to the Colorado side and go Blackman, Dahl, maybe a, an Arenado story stack. If you want to, you know, stack the whole game up here. You know, I would lean towards the Rockies. I think John Gray is, you know, he's an above average pitcher. And I think he goes into a pitcher's park, and he can grab you maybe 25, 30 points, maybe 40 points if he gets the win here you know, on Fandle. Philadelphia is at Detroit. Vince Velasquez, very erratic, but only 6,200 here. Maybe he's your second pitcher on DraftKings uh, as well, you know, going against this Detroit lineup. Uh, Jordan Zimmerman, you know, maybe you even like a few Philly bats here as well. Bryce Harper's only 4,500. Uh, JT Romuto is just 3,900. Cesar Hernandez is only 3,500. Gene Segura, 4,000. So maybe a Philly stack here and uh, maybe some savings on Vince Velasquez. Um, I agree with one side, disagree with the other side. Uh, the one side I'll agree with you on is 
you know, we can definitely stack some bats against Zimmerman. You know, the Phillies haven't been great from a hitting perspective. They're winning games, but they're winning tight games. They're not really blowing teams out. But this would be a game that they should show up. You know, pretty much Hoskins, Harper, Kingery, um, Mikel Franco's been hitting well. You know, if you want to get cute with Cesar Hernandez, um, Real Muto. I love the Phillies side here. It's probably going to be one of the, you know, the most favored stacks in the early slate. But I can't really get behind Vince Velasquez. Um, he doesn't last long in games. He's been pitching four or five innings max. Um, he might be able to get you 25 points if he has, you know, a clean four or five innings. But you're not going to get really, you know, much exposure to him late in the game here. So the quality start, the win, you know, all those things that you want out of your pitcher, you really don't get here out of Velasquez. So I don't really see the play in Velasquez, but I do like some Phillies bats. Cincinnati, Milwaukee, Lucas Sims against Yoli Chassin. Uh, looks like some bats will definitely be in play here. People will be thinking of a Brewer stack, but also some good, uh, maybe some, uh, at least a mini stack of Cincinnati Reds. You can get Votto for just 3,900. Eugenio Suarez homered last night. Uh, he's 5,100. Jesse Winkers, 4,100. Scooter Jeanette, maybe he's a punt, 3,500. Uh, Puig is 4,600. He's worth it. Yeah, I think both sides. This is going to be, you know, the game to attack in this early slate. Another game to attack. You know, Cincinnati's been putting a hurting on these Brewers. Um, they're hitting. Suarez is hitting. A lot of these bats have kind of woken up. They're, I guess, somewhat in the race here. You know, they're not really falling off too much. So guys, like you said, Jeanette, you know, makes sense. Um, everybody from, you know, the top five, you know, you can grab a guy like Votto for cheap. The only guy's going to come somewhat expensive would be Suarez, but the guy's been, you know, hitting lights out lately, so he's definitely in play here. I think, you know, this is a game that can, you know, kind of blow up in this early slate. So jump all over Suarez, guys like Winker in the outfield, Puig. You know, see what lineups they roll out. They might roll out, you know, some cheap bats. So, you know, when you wake up in the morning, check to see who's in his lineup. This might be a lineup where you want to grab your valley from on both sides. And, you know, like you said, you know, these Milwaukee bats against uh, Lucas Sims. You know, we don't have to talk much about it. Yelich, Grandal, Thames, Moustakis. You know, attack from any angle here. Uh, yeah, but it's going to be hard to fit all of those bats in your lineup, though. That's the problem with a Brewers stack all season is, you know, it, it's hard to build. Not really. Um, Grandal, like on FanDuel, not so much. Maybe on DraftKings, but on FanDuel, Grandal is 3,200. Thames is 2,800. Um, the only ones that really become really expensive is Moustakis and Yelich. But outside of that, you can get guys like Braun or Locaine at 3,000, 3,300. So there's some cheap bats. You just, you're going to have to be cute with, you know, some of the other bats in your lineup. Oakland is in Houston. Justin Verlander is 12,100. Uh, you know, Verlander does give it the long ball here and there. This is very expensive. Chris Chris Bassett's a good pitcher on the other side, 8,400, but don't like him against this lineup. Are you willing to spend up that much money for Justin Verlander on the early slate where there really isn't any other true selections that jump out at you? Yeah, if you ask me the question, would I want Verlander at 12,000, you know, um, you got to remember, too, the, the Boston game is not on DraftKings because um, DraftKings is starting with the, the 1 o'clock game. So that removes Charlie Morton. It removes uh, David Price from the equation. So, you know, Verlander comes in as the number one clear-cut ace of the slate. 
behind him. We'll talk about Mike Miner next. But I think, you know, you definitely got to take a look at Verlander. You're going to have to find a bat to kind of, I mean, uh, another SP to, to pair him with. There's a couple of guys here that we'll talk about that might pose some value. Maybe you take a shot on a guy like Shasheen with him. But I'll try to get him into my lineup and see what I can yeah, do. Yeah, I would never take a shot on Shasheen. Never. Uh, yeah. Baltimore's in Arizona. John Means against Taylor Clark. Means is uh, yet another quality start last time out, so it's not like you can attack him with Arizona. Maybe a few Baltimore sticks against Arizona, though, here. Um, yeah, I think Means, you know, at the right price, you know, as an SB2, yeah. he might make some sense. 7400 is uh, not a lot, and he can give you give you a quality start. It's, you know, this is a guy who pitches in a hitter's park at home and still gets the job done. Yeah, I think at 7,400, I wouldn't pitch him on a one-pitcher site like FanDuel, but as an SP2 on DraftKings, you hope he gets six innings, gives up a couple earned runs, and maybe gets you five or six Ks. You know, he gets to face the pitcher. You know, I don't mind means as an SP2. As an SP1, you know, I'm going to stay away. Um, Taylor Clark, it's Baltimore, you know, so I don't want to get overhyped. It's not really a a hitter's park, so I'm not going to overly pack Arizona bats here, but you know, a guy like Escobar, Jake Lamb, Cattell Marte, uh, maybe even Walker, you know, somebody's got to you, 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 you would use those guys against Means? Um, you know, there's potential there. You know, you still got, you know, they're going to, they've been hitting well out of Arizona, you know, so they do make some sense. You know, I, I still think you can play both sides. I don't think it's an automatic stay away spot uh, for guys like Means. But, you know, I don't really want to over-attack Baltimore either with bats because, you know, I don't – Mancini, maybe, Villar, maybe, but I'm not going to overly aggressive, you know, go after these Baltimore bats. Yeah, you can't. Texas into Seattle, Mike Miner, 10,400 against the Seattle lineup. Mike Leak is uh, coming off a terrific start, but uh, not a guy that you ever want to really use there in fantasy, but not a guy you can you can stack against either, so – the, the question just becomes, you know, minor at 10400 You know, it seems like a very friendly price, and you won't have to spend up uh, for somebody higher. Yeah, I think, you know, he's another guy here that if you want to get a discount off of Verlander, you know, minor has been impressive all year long. He's finally getting some respect. You know, his price is, you know, up there, and you got to make a tough decision. Do you want to spend the extra 1700 on DraftKings and get Verlander, you know, or – you want to take the discount, go a minor. I think they're both playable. You know, maybe have shares of each, but you know, obviously Verlander's in a in a class of his own of his own up top. But I think you can play either one of them. Chicago's at San Francisco. Lester against Beatty. Uh, I think there's bats that you can use in both of these both sides. Uh, we we've seen how hot San Francisco is. Buster Posey's. He's only thirty four hundred. Gives you a lefty righty split. Uh, Pablo Sandoval for 3700 Now you can run a stack, but uh, cer- certainly uh, the Chicago Bats are somebody you have to consider for a stack on the other side. Yeah, um, I'm not going to be as high on as, as you are here. Lester, you know, keeps battling through games and battling through games. And, and Beattie hasn't been bad either. You know, he's been good, uh, not great. In his last start against the Mets, he won eight innings, five Ks. You know, start before that, six and two-thirds at Milwaukee, seven Ks, three earned runs. Before that, seven innings, four Ks. 
um, you know, versus San Diego. No earned run or one earned run. So he's coming off three impressive starts here. It's a it's a pitcher's park. It's a day game. I, I like the pitching over the hitting here. So I think even, you know, BD might be a sneaky SP2. You know, if I can get BD versus Chicago or Means versus Arizona, I might give the, the slight hedge to the, the home pitcher and BD over Means um, going against, you know, an equally tough lineup, I feel like. But, you know, yeah, but I don't B- really see too B- many B- bats in this game. BD hasn't had nearly as many quality starts as Means has. No, I know. I agree with that. Um, but Bede's coming, BD's coming off three impressive starts in a row. So maybe he's getting his thing together. Um, I know he's a good prospect here. So I'm going to stay away from the bats in this game. Colorado-Washington game two opens up the evening slate. You got Corbin against Freeland. Corbin is 11,000. Freeland, a guy that you can attack with some bats here. Uh, it, certainly, uh, Trey Turner's 4,600. Uh, Brian Dozier started to heat up, and I really like him at 3,600. Yeah, Washington, you know, I like to target Washington bats versus a lefty. Um, going against Freeland here should should help them out. Um, Rendon, Turner, um, like you said, Dozier, I don't even mind. We got to see with the doubleheader um that you're talking about here it you know it's something that we got to kind of take into account here um and see what happens but did they do didn't they play a doubleheader on on tuesday they have another doubleheader on wednesday too because what i have listed here all right i gotta double check that but uh um yeah either way if they're if they're playing a second game here you know going forward um if freeland's getting the nod in the second game um yeah, let me see. I just want to double check here. If if he is playing in the second game, um, yeah, you're right. It is Freeland. So Turner, Rendon, Kendrick, because he's probably gonna get the start with uh, Zimmerman on the DL now. Brian Dozier. That'd be a nice, you know, four man stack there. They're probably gonna come a little bit high owned because Freeland's been, you know, terrible as, as of late. But you know, I like Corbin as a pitcher going back too because Corbin's been doing well. These Washington bats don't really impress me, and we don't have too many aces on this uh, on this slate for pitching on a late slate. St. Louis is at Pittsburgh, and uh, Adam Wainwright's pitched really well lately, and uh, he's just seventy seven hundred against a Pirates lineup that you know just hasn't impressed too many people recently. And uh, you know Jordan Lyles, uh, maybe a guy you can tack on the other side. Paul Goldschmidt's been picking it up. He's forty three hundred. Dexter Fowler gives you that split. He's thirty six hundred. Paul Young is only forty two hundred. Some friendly price bets, and uh, I'm kind of liking Wainwright at seventy seven hundred. Yeah, he makes sense. There's one more guy that we're going to talk about um, in one of the later games that I like slightly better. But he's definitely in contention here. You're right. You know, Pittsburgh has been not hitting at all. You know, after the All-Star break, they've been losing pretty much every other day um, or every day. You know, so I I like the call there on on Wainwright. He's been pitching better. He makes some sense here. It's a good price tag at 7,700. If it wasn't for one other guy that I'm going to mention in a couple of seconds, um, he would probably be locked in my SB2. But there are two other guys I think are, are slightly above him. Cleveland to Toronto, Shane Bieber, 10,500 uh, against Toronto. Seems like a big cash game play. 
Marcus Stroman at 9,300, though, it's uh, you probably won't get as many Ks as Bieber, but he's been pitching well, too. Uh, both of these guys seem like good plays. Yeah, I would, I would side on the Bieber side here. You know, Cleveland is starting to hit a little bit better. They didn't do much on uh, on Tuesday night, but, you know, they can match up well against Stroman, and Stroman's price at 9,300, I think, is a little bit too much to, to go with here. Um, I would lean towards Bieber. But if I had a choice between Bieber or Syndergaard and Corbin, I like the upside a little bit better with Corbin and Syndergaard here in a, in a slightly easier matchup. You saw what Jason Vargas did on Tuesday. I think these Padres are a little bit overhyped right now. And I think Syndergaard and uh, Corbin could have better games than Bieber. San Diego isn't the Mets. And Denilson Lamet takes on the Mets. Uh, and he's only 8,400. Maybe somebody consider and uh, Syndergaard ten thousand against San Diego. Both these guys are worth uh, strong consideration. Syndergaard coming off a very good start at San Francisco his last time out. Lamette has pitched overall pretty well. His price is still slowly starting to rise, and he looks like a salary saver. Yeah, I think you know at the right price, I played Lamette a couple a couple times this year already. Um, 8,400 on DraftKings. You know, I'm trying to, you know, follow you on DraftKings here. And I just think there's two guys ahead of him and a little bit of a softer matchup at a little bit of better price here. Um, so I'm going to vote no on Lamette, but I don't mind the play. You know, these Mets bats, you know, they're not too explosive. He, he has a high K upside and, and a high K rate. So I think, you know, Lamette's in play. I just don't think the you know the Padres are going to win the game, so you you lose that bonus there. He hasn't been lasting too long in games either. So I think the Mets can you know Cano was heating up. He had two home runs, um, went three for three uh, on 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 Tuesday. So he's been pitched. He's been hitting better. There's some tougher bats here with McNeil and Conforto. So I'm going to stay away from the Met here. And like I said, I got two guys that I got lined up. I think are are better salary savers at the pitching spot. Kansas. Actually, let me let me refrain that. As I'm saying that, Cano just hit his third run, third home run of the game in the upper deck now. Okay. Uh, actually, uh, while we're doing this uh, early, early in the morning on Wednesday, he's uh, watching one of those uh, condensed replays uh, <laughs> from last night. Uh, Kansas City's in Atlanta. Uh, Julio Tehran at eight thousand dollars pitches very well at home. This, this is probably like the play of the night when you combine price and matchup. Going against Brad Keller, which, of course, makes you want to get some Atlanta bats in there. Yeah, you saw what uh, Keuchel did to these KC, you know, these KC bats. And we're, we're in a part of the season now that if you're playing DFS baseball and you're playing every day, you got to spot the trends. And the trend right now is, you know, we know about Miami. We know about... Um, Kansas City now. We know about the White Sox. There's teams to target. And right now, KC is one of those teams. And at Tehran's price at 8000 at home, they should be in line for the win. And I think he's going to have a good game, just like Keiko did. I don't know if he's going to strike out 10 guys, but you know, I'll take seven and in, in six innings, and I'll be fine at that price tag. All right, the Yankees are at the Twins battle of the first-place team. J-Hap against Jake Odorizzi. Odorizzi started to come apart recently. And uh, you got to like some Twins bats against against Hap. This is a game where uh, you can have bats at both on both sides, really, here. Uh, 
Yeah, Jonathan Scope's only 40, 4,100. Marlon Gonzalez is 3,700. Miguel Sano is 4,500. Uh, you know, obviously, you got the bigger bats there. The Yankees, of course, are always in consideration. Uh, Aaron Hicks is only 4,300. Didi Gregorius is only 3,900. Uh, Glaber Torres just 4,200. So uh, I think you can work with the Yankees stack tonight as well. Yeah, the the guy you forgot to mention is is Mitch Garver. The guy's got five home runs in the last five. Well, days. I just I just didn't mention because he was fifty one hundred. Yeah, he's expensive, but he's been hitting the cover off the ball. So, you know, you got two, you got you know two lefty, and you, know, you got one lefty going against the Twins. So you got to load up on Garver, Nelson Cruz, and on the backside of things, you know, the Yankees have been hitting well all season long. I don't I don't like them as a top stack, but they're always in play. I w- I would actually vote. Twins here over the Yankees, even though you know the Yankees come in with more clout and, and a better name. I think the Twins have a better chance of getting at Hap. The Marlins are at the White Sox. Look, if Ivan Nova could shut this team down, anybody can. So you really do have to consider Ronaldo Lopez at $7,000. He's had some occasional good starts, including his last one. Uh, maybe a few White Sox bats against Zach Gallen. But, hey, as a second pitcher... I'm okay with Ronaldo Lopez and the GPP. Yeah, I was kind of leading on the other side of things. You know, this young kid, Gallon, um, is, is a pitcher that I want to target here at his price tag. You know, he's too cheap, I think, on DraftKings, and he's cheap on FanDuel as well. You know, he's going to start to get stretched out a little more. He's coming off four out of his five starts. He got five Ks. He only pitched five innings in each of them. So his K upside is heavy, and these – White Sox bats love striking out. So you, you compare his K rate, you know, to the, the amount of times that the, the White Sox strike out and hit at this price tag on both FanDuel and DraftKings, he's probably, you know, if not the, a better player than Tehran at 8,000, he's right up there with him. So I think, you know, you got to make a, a decision. You can go with Gallon and Tehran together, or you can go with one of the top guys and then pick one of these two guys. So I think Corbin Syndergaard, you know, Bieber are the three top-end pitchers, and then Gallon, Tehran. If you want to throw Wayne right in there, I won't hate that call. I think those are the three guys you want to look at. You know, Miami got uh, to Covey. You know, they put up some runs. Granders hit a home run. They hit a couple home runs off him. You know, Lopez, you know, could be sneaky. You know, he, he is cheap as well. He's coming off two good starts um, in his last two starts. But you never know when this guy's going to have a bad start. So he's GPP only for me, but I don't mind the play on both sides of things. The Angels hit the Dodgers. Jaime Barilla, uh, not as good as he was last year, so if you like some Dodger bats, Russ Stripling on the other side, uh, you know, not somebody you want to use. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not pitching either of these two guys. Um, Dodger bats was would be where I lean. Stripling, you know, you can get a guy like Trout any day of the week. You're gonna see probably five innings out of Stripling. Uh, he's he's pitched well in his last two, let up two earned runs and one earned run. He's got a 3.6 ERA on the season. Doesn't have too many tendencies of getting blown up. You know, his highest earned runs in, in his starts this year looks like it's four. Um, so he's, he's, a, he's a good pitcher. He's not going to last long. He's going to have some good probably bullpen arms out of, you know, the Dodger bullpen, you know, holding up the back end here. So I'm going to lean towards no pitcher in this game. And, you know, the Dodger bats, kind of like the Yankee bats and some other teams, they're always in play, man. So Peterson, Bellinger, Muncy, if you haven't heard these names yet, um, you shouldn't be playing for the rest of the year because these Dodger bats are, are playable every night of the week. 
All right, that is the Win Daily podcast for today, July twenty fourth. Uh, Jason, you always have something to say before we go, so the floor is yours. Floor is mine. Um, value plays, value pitchers. Um, we mentioned them. You know, we, we're talking about DraftKings right now. So just a quick recap. You know, value pitching is has been paying out really well this year. So you know, don't sleep on it. Um, you know, make sure you, you're checking the prices. You can't just go out there and grab the best guys because if you saw like on Tuesday night, if you checked out the cheat sheet, I had Keuchel up there. You know, the guys that we put up there for values, they're they're approaching Chris Slate numbers. I mean, Chris Sale numbers. So you got to be able to to see the value every night, and that's what these cheat sheets and the projection models are for: is to really dig deep into the numbers and do a lot of the, the research for you. Listen, I cheated in high school. I cheated in college when I didn't have time to kind of get my work done. You know, I found somebody who who was smart and could help me out. Very and, nice. You know, that's what that's what I'm doing now. I'm giving back to the community because I put a lot of time in, um, and we have a bunch of writers to get a lot of opinions. So make sure you check out the site, read the articles, read the cheat sheet, check out the projection models. We're doing so much for you out there that. You got to see it. You got to log into the site. If you're listening to the podcast and you're not logging into the site and checking out these articles, you're missing out on about 95% of what we're offering because things change throughout the day. So, you know, we do this podcast late in the night or early in the morning when not all the news drops, but we're constantly up updating the website, windailysports.com throughout the day. So make sure you check it out. Yeah. And, uh, you know, your admittance of cheating, you know, next time you uh, try to make the fun of the Patriots as a, a Jet fan, I'll just remind you that you're a cheater. I call myself out, man, so I'm not hiding anything. All right. So, Scott Engel, uh, the king, for uh, Jason Deflate, Gaze Mizrahi. We'll see you next time, and uh, good luck today.